All right, everybody, thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Now, our very special guest and featured titan for today, I'm super excited about this one, Aaron Bradley. You know, we're, we're kindred spirits here, Aaron, because we're in the state of Colorado, and I absolutely love that. I, I wish we were face-to-face, but during these times, uh, everybody understands. But thanks so much for taking the time, Aaron. It's an honor. Thank you, Greg. I appreciate the opportunity to be here with you today, and I love what you do, so this is exciting. Uh, the, the feeling's mutual, but I can't wait for everybody really just to dive into you deeper as, as a professional and, and really just get to know you. So, uh, Aaron, if you're ready, let's just knock it out. All right. So where do we begin? Well, start, I guess start with the first question. Start telling everybody just a little bit about yourself. Okay, sure. So uh, as Greg mentioned, my name is Aaron Bradley, and I have been in the mortgage industry since 2006. I've been with Fairway Independent Mortgage for a long time now. And um, later, after a rocky start, which I'll share that story in a moment, I published a book called Pursuing Freedom in 2016, which was essentially the content of a class I started teaching in real estate companies for several years, which helps people build their business by referral in a way that doesn't feel salesy, which was a real struggle for me and (laughs) makes the sales process feel real and authentic and value adding and easy. And then later that developed into the Pursuing Freedom podcast in 2018, where like you, I interview top producing real estate professionals to kind of eke out the strategies and habits that that they implement in order to create the business of their life powered, well, sorry, the life of their dreams powered by the business of their dreams. And what I mean by that is that over the years, I became extremely passionate about the disconnect between first and foremost, the pursuit of freedom and flexibility, which is what most entrepreneurs are seeking when they become self-employed. Okay. And there's this, this gap between I want to have financial freedom, but it's at the expense of my time freedom, or I want to have time freedom, but it's at the expense of my financial freedom. Hmm. And so um, I started developing workshops to help folks really get clear on what they want out of life, first and foremost, and what are their natural born gifts and talents, and what do they love to do? What are they good at? And then ultimately design a business that's intended to serve the lifestyle vision, not rob you of it. Um, the funny little backstory when I yeah. allude to the struggle is like, sure. so a lot of people know this story if they read my book or have heard me speak, but it's, um, it's a good one. So I got, I went hundred percent commission in 2007, like a genius right yeah. before the market crashed. Sure. Sure. And then in 2008, um, I had, I mean, I really had no game plan, no, no systems, no strategy for success. I was terrified of all sales activities. And I thought I could just go and be the free spirit and build my business organically. And that was just going to work out fine. And as a result, a year later in the summer of 2008, I was more than 35 grand in credit card debt. I had maxed all my credit cards and someone sent me a referral for a new home buyer. So I literally did not have enough money for gas. So I rode my bike five miles across town in July and I got there early intentionally to let the, you know, sweat dry. Smart, <laughs> smart. Yeah. And I went in to buy my coffee. And unfortunately, the client arrived early as well. And he walked up to the counter and he <laughs> says, Aaron, are you Aaron? Right as my credit card is being declined for a oh, tall coffee at Starbucks. No. And I honestly did not know which credit card had $2 on it. So I didn't want to try another card. And 
have the embarrassment of having two cards declined for a cup of coffee. So I just lied. Oh, no. <laughs> it was my debit card and I'd have to call the bank and he bought my coffee. And I just remember thinking that it was rock bottom. And um, wow. the irony of the story is where we are today, you know, right. during coronavirus is that I keep telling folks, you know, wherever you were leading up to this, um, the best advice I ever got during that time was from my dad. And, and he mm. simply said, you know, if you think you're going to be good at this, you keep going, just do whatever it takes and don't quit. And so right. there's a lot of people listening today that are, that are feeling beat down and are feeling concerned and uncertain and fearful. And, you know, we're going to just keep going. There's this um, awesome quote that I read recently that said, um, it's when you step back from the single brushstroke that you can see the entire painting. Wow. And so I just look at this as a brushstroke where hmm. we're simply, you know, if we focus too much on the brushstroke of what's happening right now, we're going to get consumed by the negativity and paralyzed by it. Hmm. But if we look at our life as a whole and the journey as a whole, as the, as the whole painting, then we know we're going to get through this. Sure. And so I just want to encourage people to keep going in spite of the circumstances we can't control. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. I mean, but well said though, Aaron, at the end of the day, I mean, there's so many things that all of us are going through and not just now, but just in life in general and the, the motivation of keep moving forward and really thinking about it in a positive way. I mean, that's really the majority of the battle for so many professionals and top producers and professionals that way, no matter how much you're producing or what's going on, there's still second thoughts. There's still, Hey, am I doing what I should be doing? How I'm going through. So I want to, I want to kind of segue with this because Obviously, you know, going from that situation to, you know, being a top ranked, you know, mortgage lender and, and really hitting the highest of volumes into that. But then talking about training and coaching and everything that you do that way, I would love the audience to know a little bit more um, that way. So I, I guess, can you give us some, some information on that? Sure. So first of all, I was a teacher before I became a mortgage originator. And so <laughs> I always joke about how I really sucked at sales and all the, all the advice I was being given to just cold call. And it was all, it was all transactional. It was all about getting deals. And so for several years, I mean, even after the rock bottom in 2008 and my dad telling me to do whatever it takes, you know, I opened another credit card. I bought more internet leads, whatever that meant in 2008. And I just kept plugging along and I hired business coaches and I attended conferences and I started to devour books and, you know, I would implement the training that I was being given, which, which really just felt like a grind of just checking boxes and making the calls and sending the notes to get the deals. It wasn't until 2011 when I read The Go-Giver and Great I really book. resonated with this idea that hmm. the goal is to give more value than you expect to receive in payment. And so that became a real paradigm shift for me. And so the strategy that ultimately became the content of Pursuing Freedom was that I realized that I don't resonate well with the strategy about getting deals, like make X number of phone calls until you get X number of leads, because it felt like there was an agenda behind every outbound call right. or every meeting. And so I shifted it to say, well, after I close in a transaction, I know most of my clients won't need my services for another three to five years. So if I want to be of value to them, hmm. I actually need to be a resource genuinely and solve problems right. above and beyond just being their lender because hmm. the real estate transaction is just one piece of the puzzle in someone's journey in life, right? Right. But everybody has life happening. And so I started this campaign essentially to build a tribe of trusted local service providers, to be a resource to solve all the needs and problems of my clients and friends and family. 
And I leveraged my friends and family at the time and my small number of past clients <laughs> to build that tribe. So I would call the friends and family and say, hey, part of my mission is to be a resource to you above and beyond just doing your loan. And there's mm. kind of like the sales piece sure. um, and the plug, if you will. And I'm, I'm building this tribe of referral of, of trusted local service providers. And I thought, because you're in this line of work, you might know someone in this line of work. And then I started building the tribe and meeting with all these business owners and everything from health and wellness to financial services to home contracting services. And the next thing I know from 2011 to 2012, my business more than doubled. Wow. And I found myself drowning and burning out. I was pregnant with my second child. I, I did about 80 transactions with no assistance, no, no help, no support. Um, I, you know, two-year-old at home. And I was ready to quit the business, to be honest. I, I really almost quit the business because I just felt like, whoa, I'm really grateful for the money finally. Mm -hmm. We're talking from 2007 to 2011. It took right. to finally feel some traction. Um, but I didn't like the way that it, it felt emotionally like I was never present with anyone that really mattered to me wow I was just spinning wheels and so that's why I talk about you know the stuff that I teach now first and foremost it started by teaching that process of building your tribe and being a resource above and beyond what you get paid to do and that became mm -hmm. the content of the book but then it started to evolve over the years as I started scaling the business mm -hmm. and building a team and watching the business continue to grow and double and realizing that there's an art to subtraction. Hmm. Like too many of us are doing too much all the time. Right. One of my business coaches told me one time, you need to do less in order to do more. And like, you need to do a lot less. Mm -hmm. And so there's amazing books like free to focus by um, Michael Hyatt, where hmm. he talks about really identifying those activities that you love to do and you're good at, and then eliminating, automating or delegating the rest. Beautiful. Um, one of the things that I do personally is looking at, you know, as you, the more transactions you do, the more of all the things you're doing, right? You're doing mm -hmm. more of the things you love to do and that you're good at, which probably got you the business in the first place, but you're also doing all of the other stuff that actually drains you and depletes you energetically, mm -hmm. emotionally. And so in essence, what you're doing is you're reducing your effectiveness on those activities that really feed your soul and bring you joy and magnetize your success. And that's wow. when it becomes a grind. That's when you see the overwhelm and the burnout. And that's why so many real estate professionals and lenders and realtors alike, they ride this roller coaster. Yeah. The scary thing is that when you have that really awesome month where you're drowning and you're exhausted and you tell yourself, I just need to suck it up. I'm just going to get through it. I'm so grateful. I'm so lucky to be so busy, hmm. but I just need to get through it until it slows down again. There's two things happening. One is you're manifesting a slowdown. <laughs> right. <laughs> and two is that because you're, because you're squeezing your energy and you're, you're wringing yourself dry, essentially, hmm. you're not bringing the best version of yourself to those activities that ultimately brought you the business to begin with. And you're certainly not bringing the best version of yourself to the relationships that matter most in your life. You're usually coming home depleted for those people hmm. in your life. Right. And so then the business does inevitably slow down. And the problem is that when it does, it feeds the fear. Hmm. that I can't hire help, that, well, you know, there's too many ups and downs, but we're creating the ups and downs by not having a better plan and a better system. And so ultimately to answer your question about the coaching stuff is it just kind of evolved into teaching um, business planning workshops and real estate offices for the past five or seven years. 
And the business planning workshop is really more about, let's get back to the basics of why you took the leap from a steady Mm -hmm. paycheck. What were you after? Because chances are when someone's like, I really want to be self-employed. I want to be my own boss. We're not envisioning working 12, 13 hour days, seven days a week without ever turning off on vacation and never being emotionally present for people that matter to us. Right. So when, so the business planning is real, really more about how do I envision the lifestyle goals that I had to begin with, the hmm. lifestyle I envisioned, and then design my business in such a way that it, it supports that vision instead of robbing us of it wow. so that the, the growth of your business becomes predictable as you get clear on your gifts and you live in your zone of genius for the majority of your day, confidently creating the future of your life and business while you are clear on what you should be subtracting. Wow. And so eventually I turned that into an online program that you can find on the website, pursuingfreedom.com, which is essentially just in an effort, much like the book Pursuing Freedom, is that I've been teaching stuff in a microcosm for a long time that I'm Mm -hmm. really passionate about, and it seems to be helping people improve their lives. And I simply want to help more people. Like I want Mm -hmm. more people to stop, take advantage of this opportunity right now and pause and look back and reflect and ask yourself, was your business serving your lifestyle vision? Or was it robbing you of it? Hmm. If you haven't yet achieved that level of overwhelm, I would encourage you to to change your mindset and expect success. Because if you became self-employed for a reason, chances are it's because you had a vision of creating some level of success. So you need to expect it and then plan for it Hmm. and be smarter coming out of this so that we don't just re-engage to being busy, 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 racing on a hamster wheel paying no attention to the commitments and activities and tasks that we're allowing onto our calendar. And that we come out of this with some intention and some awareness of who we are as individuals and why we became self-employed and how our business is going to match the lifestyle goals we've always had all along. Mm. So, I mean, it's available to anyone who wants to take the time to tune in and do the work. And there's no better time than right now when we're all being forced to pause. Agreed. Agreed. And, and Aaron, what every, I just want to say right off the bat, I mean, the energy that's coming out of you, anybody who's not uh, watching this, but listening to it, hopefully you can feel it. I know that you can see it, but it's just the, the applicable information and usability of this is absolutely incredible. The inspiration is there. I, I, I encourage everybody to check out the website, pursuingfreedom.com and really getting a hold of Aaron. Um, if any of this resonates with you, I mean, it's absolutely incredible. We're just scratching the surface, everyone, because that was just the first question. So Aaron, I do want to kind of dive deeper into you as a person as well. And you might've already touched on this a little bit, but telling everybody a little bit about your why, what really motivates you, what gets you excited every day out of bed to do what you do to the level that you do it at, what, what, what drives you? Well, I mean, it's really simple. It's, I mean, it started first as the desire to be able to travel. I, I studied abroad in Ireland in college and then ended up doing a month kayaking the coast of Mexico with no civilization cool. with National Outdoor Leadership School and then left right from there to go to Barcelona where I took a course to get certified to teach English and ended up staying for two years off and on. And then um, came back to my hometown of Philadelphia, met my husband the day I got off the plane. (laughs) Within less than a year, we were on our way to Denver for quote unquote three months. And um, that was in 2005. And then Mm -hmm. we bought a second home in the the mountains um, 
in 2015 mm -hmm. and we were here every weekend in um, a ski town in Colorado. And the following summer, we decided to come for the summer mm -hmm. and never left. And now it's 2020. So the point is that I like uh, to be in forward motion at all times. And I have always wanted a career that would allow that, right? Mm -hmm. And now, as, an, as I think of myself as like an educator, I, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm extremely freakishly passionate about this whole philosophy of lifestyle and business design simply because... I was consumed by it. I was swallowed up and spit out by the busyness of the business for years. I mentioned that I almost quit the business in 2012 when I was about to have my second child. Yeah. And then I just muscled through. I just kept telling myself to suck it up and you know what? Be grateful. You're so lucky. Like the, it's the pain. It's the fear of, it's the fear of being broke again that propels us to just sort of suffer through success, if, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. And so I just did. I just kind of sucked it up from 2013, 14, finally hired my first team member in the summer of 14. And then mm. we saw our business more than double from 14 to 15. And that was a big aha moment of like, wait a minute, just because I know how to do A, B, and C doesn't mean that it brings me joy. Right. And this person's amazing at A, B, and C and actually likes that part of the process. And so <laughs> when she was having fun doing that, I could go have fun doing, you know, D, E, and F, which mm -hmm. really gets me fired up and excited and, and ultimately magnetizes that success, right? Or what you're, whatever it is you're seeking. And sure. I define, I don't define success in just financial terms. I, right. I think success is about, is about realizing the dream you had when you first took that crazy leap, hmm. you know? what were you after and not losing sight of that. I just, I feel really passionate that so many of us get stuck hmm. and it's like, we're on this, like we're a passenger on a speeding train that's about to go off the rails. When in reality, we're supposed to be behind the wheel. We're supposed to, there's no wheel on a train. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> the accelerator, the accelerator. That's right. But I mean, it's like, I don't know. It's there's this, there's this journey with entrepreneurs that, that we get lost in the process, you know, we, we hustle and we grind and we, we get it off the ground and then we kind of survive it. And um, I don't believe that's what it's supposed to look like or feel like. And so wow. it's really just about stopping and taking stock about with what is it about the business you have right now that brings you joy mm -hmm. and how can you shift your attention, your energy, your involvement in your day to be 70 to 80% of your time spent doing what you genuinely love wow. and the rest of it, you either need to get it off your plate or mm -hmm. if you can't do that and it has to be you, how can we batch it so that we're batching those energy draining activities in such a way that we kind of plow through, we feel depleted energetically, and then we go do something to feed our soul. Hmm. We go do an exercise, you know, a workout or we, you know, meet with a friend or talk to a friend or whatever. And we, re-energize in order to show up in that 70 to 80 percent of the high value tasks and activities wow. and interactions in the best way possible mm -hmm. I, I mean but when you're talking about that there was so much information uh, just for everybody to consume but i think that the ultimate goal and process initially is an object in motion stays in motion and that work velocity that you have is a part of your passion and your drive and your why is to constantly see how far you can go but not just for yourself but obviously for your clients for everybody who's around you and being that best possible version of yourself and affecting everyone, which I think is, is crucially important for everybody to understand just a little bit about you in that deeper tone. But 
you're, you're mentioning so many uh, huge takeaways for growth and development of business. And I want to segue into that question too, because I think it's great. You're already hitting on several with hiring, you know, a, an assistant and or somebody on staff and then looking at the best and highest use of your time. So let me ask you this question, Aaron, because I, I think this is actually one of the crowd pleasers for everybody who watches or listens to the show. They want to learn from the Titans. They want to understand how you guys have grown and scaled your business. So if you could look back at your production thus far, your business and through your career, a few things that you implemented that you really saw it take it from one level to the next. What is that for you? What advice would you give out to anybody, whether they're new or seasoned in the business as far as growth? Well, that's a tricky question. I mean, it's a good question, but one of the things that I, I struggle with um, getting on board with is that mm -hmm. there's one strategy that works for everybody. Right, right. So um, what I can tell you is that personally, I, because of the journey being such, such a challenge for me at the mm -hmm. outset, I'm extremely passionate about all things entrepreneurship. I could talk shop with you all day long and be totally jazzed by this. Like I'm going to leave this call and be all fired up and take <laughs> to the next appointment. Me too. Me yeah. too. And so for me, the strategy in my book of, I have a servant heart. Most of us do. We want to help people. Okay. And the disconnect when you're trying to grow your business happens when you realize that the advice you're being given is to take this action to get a deal. And mm -hmm. so as soon as we attach an agenda to our in, intention to connect and build relationships, a lot of us will freeze up mm -hmm. and not necessarily take that action or be so bold to get out there and kind of crush it, if you will. Right. When I was able to shift my focus to a state of curiosity mm -hmm. and say, yes, I have rules for winning the day. I, I make five outbound calls every day. I do five handwritten notes to the people I sent notes to or the people I see. I try to meet in person with two or three people a day, et cetera, et cetera, right? You sure. have to have a formula for success. Hmm. What worked for me was shifting the message from okay. I'm focused on getting a deal out of making this call to hmm. I'm genuinely curious about what's going on in Greg's life. Sure. And I find out that Greg is doing a remodel. My follow-up, my action item, which I took from uh, Michael Mars, seven levels of communication is like mm -hmm. leave every interaction with an action item. And so I meet with you, I find out something, I'm going to follow up. I'm going to be a resource. I'm going to give you the business card of the contractor I know that specializes in basement remodels. Or hmm. I found out you're having a baby. I'm going to send a little gift. I find out your mom's in the hospital. I'm going to send condolences. I'm going to do hmm. something that says, I heard you. Right. And, you know, there's a lot of advice to do handwritten notes in our business. And what I found when I was being challenged to do five a day, hmm. is that you have to become a better listener. Well said. You've got to like hear something to be able to respond to that. And when you're going through the motions and you're checking boxes and you're making brief phone calls that say, I'm here for you if you need a real estate agent. And then you hang up the phone and you didn't make any real connection and you didn't find the action item. There's, mm -hmm. there is no follow-up. You just checked a box sure. and you probably didn't even have fun doing it. Right. When you get to the bottom of what's going on in people's lives, there's a shift. So one of the things that we did, and I don't know how many lenders are listening, but I think this is a powerful thing for a lender. Sure. Is that in 2019, starting the year out, our business had actually gone down in 2018. And so it was kind of like, okay, let's get back to the basics. Mm -hmm. And one of the goals that we had was we wanted to take our business from where it was 22% repeat and referral from past client. Okay. And basically 78% realtor referral. Mm -hmm. We wanted to bring that number up. We were 
we were looking to close 15 closings a month and have five of those be repeat and referral from past client or 33%. Mm -hmm. We decided that we would start calling all of our January closings for the last five years in January, February and February, March and March and so on. Hmm. And the the idea was simple. Just find out what's going on in people's lives and be a resource and just check in. And so in doing so, what ended up happening was from January to April, we saw the business increase from 22% to 50% repeat and referral from past client. That's which huge. Which was cool. But the crazy thing for the realtors listening is that of those repeat clients, only about half were working with the same agent. Oof, Most of them had, were working with someone different. They had lost touch with their agent. Mm-hmm. And if you sit in a real estate conference and you see how many people raise their hand to how consistent are you with keeping in touch with your past clients, then the statistics are staggeringly sad. Yeah, it's a small yeah. amount. There's no doubt. So we were like, wait a minute. Okay. Well, as a lender, why aren't we taking the wheel and being consistent with the database and being consistent with the relationships that we're developing through the transactions? Hmm. And then we say in front of them on behalf of the agent to make sure the agent never gets forgotten. Wow. So that kind of became our thing is that we were like, and and when I say that became our thing, this is the the point. You don't need to have 15 things. You just (laughs) need to figure out what you do well and do it consistently. Mm -hmm. And then like, I have this thing, this motto, simplicity plus consistency equals results. Oh, I love that. So like write the rules for the day, mm-hmm. write the rules for winning the week and winning the day, know what you're going to do and then show up and do it consistently. Because in the process, we were able to support our agents in being part of the business development process, mm-hmm. as opposed to how lenders are often being advised is cold call 30 agents until they submit to having coffee with you and then <laughs> tell them how good you are at closing loans. Like <laughs> right. we should all be good at closing loans. That's yeah. the minimum standard. Yes. And that behavior is madness in my mind. That's just me. That's my opinion. Yeah. So like why, so as realtors, why not look for a lender who's going to be a true partner with you in the process of building deep, long lasting relationships. Hmm. And as a lender, instead of just saying, Hey, where's my next deal? Why don't you go hmm. out and help create the longevity of the business because we're not in the business of closing deals. We're in the business of building relationships and providing value. Mm. If you focus on that, you're not going to ever fail. Right. Coronavirus or not, you know what I'm saying? No matter, no matter what market for sure. Speaking of coronavirus, like right now, people are starved for human connection. Mm -hmm. And so many people in our industry are paralyzed by their own fear and uncertainty of where they're headed, that they're going into hiding. Sure. This is the time to be the beacon of hope and positivity and be the lighthouse in the storm mm-hmm. and not to get a deal out of it, but as a human being, connect with the people you care about and find out what's going on in their lives and figure out a way to show up. Be a resource. That's it. Like that's mm. the whole model. That literally could have been the entire episode right there, Aaron. I swear to you, it is so brilliant and beautiful, but it, the, the simplicity and the clarity that behind those words are, are right there. And I love the fact that at the very beginning, Uh, you alluded to, there isn't a one size fits all and what works for you and has worked for you and continues to might not work for someone else. But I'll tell you that there's a reoccurring message throughout the Titan nation and especially, you know, wonderful professionals such as yourself who took the time to, to share your message is everybody needs to find who they are and what they do. And as you said, stay focused, right? It's not 15 different things all at once that you really need to be doing, figure out what you do and do really well and then stick to it. 
and then be consistent with that action. I mean, your messaging is on point. And I think that everybody who's watching or listening is literally just energized and, and <laughs> through this whole thing. It's so great, Aaron. I mean, this is, this is really, really good stuff. I, I, I do want to, to, to base it off of this next question and not to be a mood killer or anything like that, but this next question is the tricky part of the series and the interview. It's the challenge question. So I lead into it with every Titan this way. We all have challenges, we all have struggles in our lives. Whether they're personal or professional, no one's exempt. Whether we're dealing with it in the past, we're dealing with it now, or we haven't yet, but it's gonna be in the future. Uh, I'm a firm believer it's not so much what happens, but what we learn and how we respond to. And we're not downplaying pain or sorrow or hardship, but um, I think that there's something for connectivity for everybody to understand that we all deal with these things. So Aaron, if you're comfortable sharing a challenge, uh, physically, mentally, emotionally, personally or professionally, What's that look like for you and, and how'd you overcome it? Well, gosh, yes, I've had a million challenges. I fail more times than I can count. I expect <laughs> failure. I welcome it. I, I now know that no matter how many times I fail, it's going to be okay. So like, Love that. you know, don't be afraid to mess up. But um, mm. honestly, the biggest challenge that, that I had and that I have seen um, has been, you know, the journey of, of realizing that you can only do so much alone. Hmm. So there's nothing wrong with being a solo agent or being a one man band. Right. And I mean, plenty of people run their whole career that way. And I commend them. The mm -hmm. challenge that I had personally was, and I'm sure a lot of people can, can relate to this is that I of course care deeply about all the people I'm working with. And therefore when the business started to take off, I found myself saying yes to work. And when you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to something else. Mm -hmm. And it hurt me emotionally to not be mentally and emotionally present with the people that matter most because I was constantly <sighs> preoccupied a million miles away. Even if I was physically present, I was distracted. I, whether I had my phone in my hand and was looking at it or if mm -hmm. I was just completely a million miles away preoccupied with whatever was going on. And it was a real struggle for me. I, experienced anxiety for the first time in my life in 2015. Wow. And I struggled with, um, with wanting the growth of the business, but not at that expense of my, you know, emotional well-being and time freedom and relationships and health. And so, hmm. um, the team building process, I would never, I would never go back to being a one man band. Wow. It was challenging. Now I have this band of amazing, amazing human beings that hmm. I look at each of them and their gifts and I want to provide a path that they can follow and provide them the opportunities that this business can present for them. Right. Um, but there were ups and downs for sure. Mm -hmm. And during those ups and downs, you doubt yourself and you think I should just go back to doing it by myself. I, when I was by myself, I didn't have the, these issues that I'm having with, you know, team members or whatever. Sure. And the reality is that now being on the other side of, you know, a five-year journey of building this amazing team, what I realized is that I could never deliver the level of service that my team delivers now. Never, wow. no way. Hmm. Because none of us are good at everything. Right. And this just goes back to what I was saying before. Like mm -hmm. when you're doing one transaction a month and you're handling all the tasks, first of all, you have plenty of time to allow yourself to get drained by certain tasks and still get them done and still be able to be the best version of yourself for the customer service aspect and create the sales and marketing stuff. But when you have eight transactions closing or 16, what's happening is that you become less efficient and less effective in all the activities. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And, at, and at the end of the day, we're not all good at all the same things. There's wow. a million personality profile tests out there that will prove that. Mm-hmm. And so as you grow, you know, if somebody's thinking, I want to bring a team member on, the best advice I can have is to take your ego out of it and realize that you're not looking for someone who's just like you. You're looking for someone who has gifts that complement your gifts. And now with the four people that are on my team and their gifts, it's like a superhuman. Uh-huh. They're gifted at things that I suck at. Hmm. And as long as I was trying to muscle through those things that I suck at, I was sapping myself energetically. I, I was creating that anxiety. I was creating the exhaustion because I was trying to be all things in the process. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it is a challenge to find the right people, but it's also, there's, there's a challenge that I would encourage people to realize that you're, you're really looking to identify what people's natural born gifts are mm-hmm. and how to incorporate their gifts, what they're good at and what they enjoy into your model. So- Perfect. And that, that's like the biggest thing I can think of that was just kind of a journey, both professionally and emotionally and financially, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, when you're talking about all those layers, I know you're speaking to so many people in this audience who are watching or listening and, and it's, it's really resonating because there's so many top producers and professionals that have gone through that or are going through that right now that are literally feeling that struggle or felt that struggle. But I, I think the ultimate design is, is, is beautiful. What you said is just really understanding and finding the right people that compliment you and, and not trying to find just a carbon copy of yourself. And, and, and I know that so many people might think, well, that's common sense, but it's really not. I mean, if it was simple and everybody got it, then everybody'd be doing it, but they don't. So there's a small percentage who understand that. And I think that focusing on the highest, best and use of your time, as we've discussed earlier, and you've mentioned uh, you know, a few times, I think is crucial. But what you're talking about in a lot of ways, and I think Jeff Bezos might have said it uh, a couple of years ago in a keynote to Amazon, is uh, negative flywheels. So what you had described before you kind of leveraged and automated and put that together was a negative flywheel, is every single client that you get, when you start out, it's a great transaction, the process is fantastic, it's, it's timely, the results are great, the client's satisfied, they become repeat clients, and then they send more referrals, and your business grows. But as you double and triple, quadruple, your time is spread, spread, spread. The results get worse. The clients aren't satisfied. They stop sending friends or family referrals and your business dies. So you stated that beautifully out to the world. I mean, that's a perfect example. You know, you need to get away from that leverage and automate what you can. I think it's brilliant. And, and, but a lot of us have to go through the pain and it's unfortunate that, you know, if you stick your hand in the flame, you're going to get burned. But some of us just have to burn ourselves to, to really understand that. Uh, some of the smartest of us out there, and I'm not one of those people, but we can learn from others like Aaron who have been through this. And this is true honesty and advice. And I appreciate that, Aaron. It's not easy to air your stuff out in front of everybody this way, and especially in front of a live audience out there to the world. But um, I appreciate you. I really do. I know everybody else does. Um, I do want to go on a softer question on this one. This is actually one of my favorites. And this is the travel back in time question. Now, None of us have a time machine, at least that I know of. Um, And it's not to go back in time to really change anything in our lives because the positive and negatives made us who we are, right? So it's not necessarily to go back and say, don't do this or do this. But if you could go back in time at any time frame or any age range of your life and give your younger self a piece of advice, what would you say to young Aaron? Well, the short and sweet is start sooner. Okay. Love it. I mean, just whatever your idea is, just start. And, um, you know, from a more tactical perspective, I, there's one thing that I am better at now that I wish I was willing to try on in an earlier, earlier, sooner, right. Mm -hmm. Which is like start sooner. Yeah. 
And um, it has to do with a very simple but powerful thing, which is email management. Hmm. Okay. So when we got going and our, when you're getting going and you want to serve and you want to serve and you want to serve. And so you become a yes person uh -huh. in pursuit of traction right. and then your business gets busier and you feel that you've built your entire brand on being available all the time. Hmm. Extremely challenging to set boundaries around your time. And hmm. the unfortunate part about that is that that's where people get stuck. I, like I like re refer to it as messy in the middle where you kind of get stuck on this hamster wheel, just spinning, spinning, spinning all the time, always exhausted, never feeling caught up, cramming things into nooks and crannies in your day, not wow. time blocking, not focused, not really scheduled or systematized at all. Hmm. And then you're just checking your email right before you fall asleep and you're rolling over in the morning and you look at your inbound text and then you check your inbox and then you're in the rabbit hole of social media and that's before you've even started your day. Wow. That to me sucked so much energy out of my ability to be present with people that matter to me. And what I've learned around setting boundaries with email management is that if somebody wanted to contact you urgently, would they email you? Hmm. They would call you first, right? right? They would reach out. And uh, if they don't reach you on the phone, what would they do? Text you. Yes. And when you send an email to somebody and you put it in their inbox, are you expecting a real time response? Or are you putting it in their inbox so that they can respond when they get to it? Right. Exactly. So why do we make non-time sensitive issues more urgent than they need to be? Hmm. In our mind, we're doing it because we think we're doing a better job at customer service when we're on, connected, always connected, real time. Mm -hmm. But what's happening is that we, we really are truly creating suffering. Like we're depleting our ability to be high energy and effective when we need to be. And we're literally creating anxiety and stress for ourselves by being wow. overconnected. Hmm. So time blocking your reactive time, even your text messages can completely change your life. Yeah. And the thing is like we set boundaries all the time around other appointments. Like we set boundaries, we turn our phone off and don't respond to incoming calls and texts when we're in the dentist chair by default, right? right. We don't have a choice when we're at the doctor's office, when we're, in a listing appointment or a buyer meeting or at a closing table or at church, whatever, mm. you turn off your phone all the time for other people's agendas. Mm. But how often do we shut off the phone and turn off the, the alerts mm. and the distractions and the interruptions so that we can prioritize what's really important to us personally and professionally? That could be your workout, it could be you're working on your business, you're working mm. on your marketing plan, you're working on outbound calls, you're having a meal with a loved one. Hmm. So having boundaries around the connectivity will not derail your business. You will have way more success with more ease hmm. when you start putting those boundaries in place. If I could have done that sooner, I just remember like being such a hot mess when my kids were toddlers and my business was oh, wow. so busy and hmm. being constantly checking my phone while feeding a bottle. And I, if I could go back, I would I would be smarter about that for sure. That's just wow. fear-based. It's just, yeah. you're, you're propelled by fear when you're constantly looking and responding and reacting all the time, but it's not the best way to run your business. I, I agree hundred percent. I, I know that that's true, honest advice from a professional who's been through that. And that's, what's really meaningful to it, Aaron. And, and I love that question because at the end of the day, we can't go back in time. We can't change anything that we have done, but we can affect today. So you, me, anybody who's watching or listening to this, obviously looking at our lives and are we in compliance with what you just said or are we out of whack 
And if we're out of whack, we really need to take a look at that and make it effect now, right? Well, um, taking an action. Oh, go sorry, ahead. Sorry, there's an awesome um, affirmation. I think I got it from one of the Miracle Morning books by Hal okay. Elrod, but I read it every single day and it's really powerful. It just says, where I am is a result of who I've been, but where I go depends on, entirely on who I choose to be starting today. And what I love about that is the word choose. Mm-hmm. Like every single day we have a choice right. on how we're going to start our day, on how we're going to run our day, on how, what we're going to permit onto our to-do list, our calendar. You know, what are we willing to do to achieve the life of our dreams? And what are we unwilling to allow to get in our way? Mm. And that applies to everyone all the time. Where you are is a result of who you've been. Where you go depends on who you choose to be starting today. It's up Love to it. you. If you're an entrepreneur, you are the boss. There's nobody, nobody's going to show up someday and say, Hey, 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 let's, <laughs> let's run your business a little bit better than this. This isn't really working for your life vision. It's up to you to say enough is enough. Hmm. I don't love the way this business is serving my lifestyle. Therefore I'm going to set boundaries around it. I'm going to create a better time block schedule so that I accomplish everything I set out to do. And when I'm off, I'm going to be off and I'm going to rest and recover so that I can be the best version of myself tomorrow. Hmm. like it's up to you it's up to us to choose every day it doesn't mean that it's easy to make changes but no one's going to do it for us Hmm. well said i I mean it's that old adage you you can lead a horse to water but you can't make him drink Uh, and and you're leading yourself to that water and you got to drink uh at the end of the day i think that's crucially important but you know having people like you in in our lives aaron i think is is helping that hands down all the way through and through so anybody who wants to get a hold of aaron again please listen to the podcast, download or buy the video or, or the, the book on Amazon and, and, and please go to the website uh, pursuing, uh, you know, when it comes down to it. That is so important um, just all the way through and through, Aaron. And this has been chock full. We got two questions left and then we're almost done, ready to go. But uh, this one is actually a, a really, really driver for everybody who's watching and listening again because they want to learn like the Titans learn. So that you've, you've mentioned several amazing books already, but books you're reading or have read, podcasts you're listening to, influencers or coaches, who you're following and really engaging with with good content. Essentially, how are you feeding your mind, Aaron? Okay, so um, one book that totally changed my life in 2011 was The Go-Giver. Highly recommended if you haven't read it. It'll shift your perspective on what it takes to achieve the life of your dreams and realize Mm -hmm. that it's all about giving more value than you hope to receive in payment. If you're a real estate agent, I love Michael Mars' Seven Levels of Communication, which kind of ties into the next book I'm going to recommend, which is The Miracle Morning for Real Estate Agents, Mm -hmm. which is a continuation of the fiction story that relays the principles. But The Miracle Morning I read in 2015 during that time, I I mentioned that I was feeling a lot of stress and anxiety, and it completely, it, it fixed me. Like having a solid morning routine will change your life. It's not about what time you wake up in the morning. It's about how you start your day. Right. And, um, so the miracle morning, any of those books are amazing. Mm. Um, last year I loved willpower doesn't work, which is really heavy on, um, having that time for rest and recovery, having, creating new habits, not through willpower, but through changing your environment. Um, free to focus I mentioned earlier is phenomenal. Um, a great read for right now is everything is figure outable by Marie mm. Forleo. Okay. Um, I read a ton of books on real estate investing. I loved Set for Life okay. and Retire Young, Retire Rich. Um, mm-hmm. Set for Life is by Scott Trench with Bigger Pockets Podcast. And he Great really targets people making $50,000 a year on how to 
retire early um, from passive income from real estate investing, and he's 29 and financially independent. Right. Um, his buddy Craig Curlop did um, House Hacking Strategy, the book. Hmm. He is also financially independent in his 20s. Like incredible stuff to be feeding our mind about the opportunities of real estate investing and and educating our clients on the opportunities for building wealth wealth through real estate and that those opportunities are going to abound indefinitely and so if we can put our attention on that during this time period that we're recording this then like we're just feeding our mind with new ideas to get out there and get excited to talk about real estate Hmm. there's so many i could go on forever i i love this list i love one thing by uh, gary keller like Mm -hmm. really helpful with just focusing, like focusing on one thing at a time and just stop the multitasking. (laughs) Stop checking your email first thing in the morning and right before you fall asleep Mm. at night. It's just like, it's messing with your brains. It's messing with, it's not good. It's not. You're so right. And and again, this episode has been absolutely incredible, Aaron. I mean, just the, the applicable information, the takeaways, all the resources that you've just laid before everybody is fantastic. I'm going to have, as always, links in the comments down below so everybody can, you know, purchase those books, you know, follow your podcast, connect with you on social media, everything that you need to really get a hold of Aaron, but try to learn the same way and the wisdom that's come forth. So uh, Aaron, I want to wrap everything up with one final question. And this ends up being a quote or a mantra that sums you up as a person, as a professional. What's that look like for Aaron Bradley? Oh, I, know yeah. a, I know it's that's a tricky easy. one. No, that's easy. <laughs> My quote is that the goal is to build a life you don't need a vacation from. Beautiful. Perfect. Um, yeah, it's happening. I'm, it's, it's happening right now. <laughs> You, but you you walk the talk, Aaron. You you live the life, and and it's not through perfection, right? It's trial and error. It's moving forward and and constantly improving and evolving. But again, it's it's not to label anybody out there. But there's so many producers and professionals that have really formulated what works for them. And and if if you can do it, Aaron, if, if I can do it, anyone can do it. I, I don't want to downplay any levels of success. No, but totally. We're all people. Do you that's know what exactly I mean? it. Like that's why I love. That's why I love, you know, podcasting and, you know, teaching classes and doing all this stuff because honestly, that's how I feel. Like if, if, if I could do any of the things that have happened, anyone can. And the only reason any of it's happened is because you're willing to learn and then you're willing to take away what resonates with you and then you're willing to implement. But again, like where you are as a result of who you've been and where you go depends on who you choose to be starting today. So like if you're not already an avid learner, like go consume, take this time and like, and time block that too, by the way, set boundaries for giving yourself an hour a day to read and listen to podcasts and mm-hmm. without interruption, without interruption, without text messages and go, you know, social media, multitasking, just like give yourself time to consume, to reflect and to redirect so that you feel that you're coming out of this empowered, excited, enthusiastic. And that right now is the opportunity to build the runway so that you're building the momentum for liftoff. When we come out on the other end, there's just incredible time right now for, you know, in spite of all the tragedy and all the jobs lost and the lives lost, I just encourage people to find the opportunity to slow down, reflect and pay close attention to how you've been running your life and business up to now and how you see that evolving and transforming as we move ahead from here. Wow. 
Oh, that's beautiful. This has been incredible, Aaron. I, uh, I can't thank you enough again. I know that uh, there's a lot of things that um, you, know, you could be doing right now and you have a lot of things that are going on in your life. But take the time to share your story with the world. Um, it's an absolute pleasure and honor. I have to say you are an official real estate titan. I have to dub <laughs> that because that's an actual thing. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, thanks, Aaron. I, I can't thank you enough for all the time that you spent with us today and, and sharing your story for sure. Well, thanks, Greg. I appreciate that. And um, honestly, you're doing awesome things for the community. So thank you and keep doing what you're doing because, you know, I'm learning a lot from your podcast and from everything that you're doing. And um, please, if anyone's listening, I would love to hear from you. Please don't hesitate to contact me through pursuingfreedom.com. Um, I'm here to be a resource to anyone I can help on their journey. That's like, that's what gets me fired up and out of bed in the morning and alive. And I love it. I love oh, it. So good. And everybody, we will have links in the comments down below, as always, so you can connect straight with Aaron and, and really grow and develop your business to, to another level. So I want to thank everybody out there as well for your time and attention, your love and support. As always here at Real Estate Titans, I want to give our sponsor a quick shout out, Lionbolt Media. So if you're looking to grow and scale your business to digital ends and really, really take it to new heights, visit lionboltmedia.com for more information. Uh, live every Tuesday and Friday afternoon here with Real Estate Titans, a different Titan, a different location. We'll catch everybody in the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care. See you, Aaron. Bye-bye.